Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. All right, kids, buckle up. We all know why we're here. Welcome back to the Do The Damn Thing podcast. We're definitely getting saucy today, perhaps the most saucy we've gotten on this podcast, but let me be clear. As always, we're talking, but we're gearing the conversation towards intentional living, and that's where I'm going to start. Today, if you didn't read the title, we're talking about dating. (laughs) This is going to be an interesting episode, but I want to preface this by saying I am not a dating coach, I am not a relationship coach, I am not a marriage counselor, I am none of the above, nor do I ever want to be. I think dating is one of the most complicated things a part of our lives. Marriage, dating, exes, etc., all of it, it's complicated. I think is the big, bold, bright neon sign we see above that. And I think the best way to start this conversation is to start by saying the most important relationship you will ever have is the one you have with yourself. I don't know how many times I've said that on this podcast, but I think it relates best to this particular conversation. I think that to successfully be in a relationship, to successfully date another human being, you have to be utterly and completely in love with yourself first. And that takes a lot of work. And we've had multiple conversations on how to do that work. Every single podcast that I've hosted, every single blog that I've written, every single client that I've coached, person that's taken the course, etc. All of you have shown up here to do better for yourself and love yourself more, right? You're doing the healing work. You're doing the mindset work. You're living intentionally. You're living and working towards the lifestyle of your dreams. And that is the number one effort you can make to successfully love yourself and then think about getting in a relationship. You have to date yourself love yourself and get totally and utterly confident in who you are and fall completely and madly in love with that version and every version of yourself. And I'm going to obviously, of course, give you elaborate reasons why I think this is most important. And then we're going to get into the actual dating conversation. I want you, I I feel like this episode, I just want to be as blunt as possible, I think. Because a major reason why I've gotten into this business and why I love it so much, I think is because for a very good portion of my life, I think I've always been that friend that everyone's come to about everything. I'm very easy to talk to. I give my opinion and I give my advice both when it's asked for and when I think it's very necessary. And I'm very honest in these conversations. And all of my friends know that to be very true and very clear. I will never sugarcoat something for you for the sake of your feelings, because if you're my friend and I love you, I want you to thrive. So I think that's a big reason why I've gotten into this business. And as I've done so, you know, especially as my coaching business has grown and I've worked with more people, especially strangers, I understand that this is a professional exchange. You know, you're paying me your hard-earned money to coach you. And I think that gives me <laughs> even more of a reason to be brutally honest and call you out on your bullshit. 
And I think as you see that, being if you've worked with me one-on-one or if you just show up to the blog and the podcast or Instagram and consume my content that way, I think you've seen, and again, like I've said how, how many times I've iterated on this podcast, that you are the most important person in your life. And you have to be able to give yourself everything you desire before you can ask someone else to do that. You cannot seek validation in another person. And this applies for friendship and familial relationships as well, but we're talking about dating and romantic relationships today. You cannot need love or validation or acceptance or support from another person if you don't give those things to yourself first. And I'm again, like I said, I'm just gonna be very blunt here. This is the reason I say that. Ask yourself this question. If you do not love yourself and then you step into a relationship and you fall completely and madly in love with someone and they leave, they are going to take that love with them. And what does that leave you with? You don't love yourself? Is that is that really the place you wanna come from, leaving a relationship? Every exit to a relationship is difficult. It's hard, it's emotional, it's change. It's a major change. Someone that you've shared romantic desires with, I guess. (laughs) Someone that you've been intimate with, someone that you're honest with, someone that shares a very specific relationship with you suddenly isn't a part of your life. And that's, it's hard. I don't think leaving a relationship will ever be easy, but there are ways to make it better. And that is by doing this type of work. No one will ever treat you the way you want to be treated if you don't already treat yourself that way. And that is why, and again, I love you all, but I'm calling you out. That's why so many of us step into such toxic relationships and then stay in them. You know, we wonder why people stay in emotionally abusive and physically abusive relationships. And it's so hard to wrap our heads around when we're the outside perspective because we don't know the relationship itself so we think it's just easy to get up and walk away but as i've worked with more and more people and i you know i've i've read a lot about this kind of stuff so i I think i have a pretty good grasp on it i understand that it has nothing to do with the other person it has everything to do with yourself and most likely a lot to do with your childhood and past programming that you haven't been able to unlearn so when you stay in a relationship that is toxic whether be it that toxic or just isn't healthy. You are staying in that relationship because you haven't healed parts of yourself that were told in the past that you don't deserve everything you want in another person. And that could be from your parents maybe neglecting you emotionally or from a sibling that never treated you right or from a family member that told you you weren't good enough or you didn't work hard enough or you were a stupid kid. All of these things play a major role in romantic relationships later in our lives. And if we don't have the ability or if we don't choose to heal these parts of ourselves, frankly, I believe that you will never be in a healthy relationship. So putting yourself first, doing the work on yourself, and then looking to find all of that, all of that cherry on top in another person that's the right path to do this, I think. And again, I'm not a relationship coach. I'm not a love coach or a relationship counselor or whatever, but I truly believe that you have to love your life as it is single before you can ever love your life when you're in a relationship. 
You have to be able to stand on your own two feet and never rely on someone else to make you feel good, to feel needed, or to feel worthy. You have to give yourself all of those things. You are the meal. You're the entree. You're the dinner plate. That person stepping in is just the cherry on top, the cake of the dessert. They're not even the dessert. You have to you have to always give yourself those things before you can ask someone else to. And am I saying you can't rely on these people or not show these people affection or it's very black and white or there's a huge wall in between? Of course not. But I think that the healthiest relationships to exist are ones that both people are very independent and are very aware of their own worthiness and success and mindfulness. And putting those two people together in a relationship is cause for a, a beautiful life together, I think. So when you give yourself everything, you know, that, that person that comes along eventually, <laughs> they're just the extra sauce. They're just the sauce you put on top, never the main course. You always have to be the main course in your life. And I've really seen the way that this concept or this understanding of dating has shown up in my life. When I was in college, I really wanted to be in a relationship and I was, you know, I was on all the dating apps and I was constantly going out on dates and doing all this crap and none of it meant anything. I didn't meet any guys. You know, I had one relationship in college that I've told you guys about in the past was very toxic on my end because it was shortly after my brother had died and you know, I was just an emotional wreck and I was relying on that other person to give me the validation that I couldn't give myself. So we've talked about that before, but the way this has shown up in my life in the last two years has very much so been that I wanted no relationship. I saw the work I was putting in on myself and I've always been very independent, very reliant on myself, never reliant on another person. And I've seen how that's grown and shifted in the last two years, being that there were certain milestones, I suppose you could say, that I really wanted to hit before I ever thought of getting in a relationship. I didn't want to be in a relationship when I lived at home at my mom's house or in Florida for that matter, because dating a guy in Florida meant that I knew I was moving back to New York eventually. Did I know six months ago that it would be now? No. But why would I get in a relationship when I knew that eventually it'd be long term? and or long term long distance i really wanted to work on myself build out my business and focus solely on those two things those were the two most important things in my life and still very much so are working on myself and working on my business and i really wanted to make a significant amount of progress before i ever thought of getting in a relationship so that's really where it's shown up in my life you know i'm back in new york am i dating not exactly Am I open to it? Yes, very much so. I just met someone the other day and we're going on a date. <laughs> so, you know, it's fun. Right now it's fun. I'm st- I it's not like I'm out there looking actively for my next boyfriend. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten to a place where I do really love myself and I very much so am completely in love with my life. And Kind of in the same respect to this conversation, I know that getting in a relationship, bringing someone else into that picture, things will change. You know, that'll change a bit. I have to prioritize time for them. And it's just like a huge development process, a relationship, you know, and it changes who you are in some respect. So 
I don't know. I'm very open to the concept right now, but I guess that's kind of where I'm at. So anyways, let's talk about dating in general. And I think the first thing I want to touch on is standards. And I'll say that I'm not going to sugarcoat this in any way. Um, if you don't appreciate what I have to say here, <laughs> I guess that's, um, you know, your thing and that's fine. But I believe I have very, very high standards and I am not willing to negotiate on a lot of those standards because I've put in so much work on myself that I know my self-worth. I know what I value in another person. And I'm not talking standards like, oh, he has to be six feet tall and have a chiseled jawline and a six pack of abs. I'm talking about personality standards. Let's be clear here. I'm not talking surface level shit that means nothing to no one. Of course, do I need to be attracted to the person? 100% yes. Is that the most important thing to me? Not really. I have very high standards and very high expectations for the person that I will end up with. Ambition and drive are absolutely at the top of that list. I will not accept someone who has no ambition, who doesn't wake up every day with a drive to work hard and provide a beautiful life for themselves. Am I saying that money is the end goal? Of course not. That is That negates every podcast we've ever talked about. Money is the result of doing what you love every day. You're not working for money, you're working to do something that you love. And I'll say that if I don't end up with a per, I don't end up, I won't end up with a person that doesn't believe the same things. So I think standards are very, very important. Can you have physical standards in someone? Of course, we all do. It's kind of, you know, subconscious. You can't really change that. You're attracted to who you're attracted to. And I believe that physical attraction is, very, very important in a relationship. <laughs> Again, like I said, saucy, but sex is very important in a relationship. Physical connection is very important. Those things don't feel good or they're not fun or the attraction isn't there if you're not attracted to the person. You need to be, of course. So I think the number one thing I'll say about dating is especially if you're starting to date again or you're just kind of dating to see kind of where it goes. I would say knowing your standards is very, very important. If you're just dating to have fun and you know meet new people, do you. But if you're dating because you wanna get in a long-term relationship, like you're looking for a potential person to end up with, you need to know your standards. You need to know what it is you're looking for because if there is anything you should never settle for, it's a person. You should never ever have to settle in a relationship, ever. I don't know how to stress this enough without yelling at you. You do not have to settle, nor should you. If that means it takes a little extra time to find the person you're meant to be with, so be it. Because that's your option. Settle and be with someone you're not totally, utterly, and completely, and madly in love with. Or give it some time and you find that person you're meant to be with. I do believe in soulmates. I do believe that when we step into this earth, we sign a soul contract with someone and eventually we meet them and fall in love with them. Do I believe that we can have more than one soulmate? I think so. I, I think I do believe that, especially given the idea that, you know, you might get married and people die. So do I believe that someone can be happy after losing a spouse? Absolutely. Do I believe you can find another soulmate? Absolutely. Is that person different than the original soulmate? Absolutely. But I believe that 
your standards are one of the most valuable things you can step into a relationship with. And when you're dating, I think especially if you're someone around my age, really anywhere in your 20s or even early 30s, I would say that if you're that person looking to find your next long-term relationship, sitting down with that person and having that conversation about standards, look, this is what I expect out of a potential spouse or a potential relationship being that I, you know, X, Y, and Z, I think it's good to have that conversation. I think it can be really healthy and really beneficial to know what both of you are walking into on either end of the relationship. Now, dating, the actual dating part. (laughs) I think dating, again, I'll say at this age, should just be so much fun. You're meeting new people. You're hearing different stories. It should be fun. Dating at this age, there shouldn't be a lot of pressure. And I think at the other end of that, you know, I don't really know what to say about the dating apps. I think they're complete trash and I hate them. (laughs) But I think that, and this, this kind of goes on making sure you know what your standards are. Dating can feel very much like high school and people are really immature and people behave differently on dates and people can often also put up a front. If you're not having fun dating, you shouldn't be dating. And if that's because you're dating maybe the wrong people, they're acting immature or they're just not your type and you're, you're feeling like, okay, I'm just going out on this date because it's a date and not because I'm attracted to the person, both, you know, physically and I guess personality wise, you shouldn't be dating. You need to step back, reevaluate some things, give yourself a little hiatus, and then maybe try again in a couple months. I think that if you're dating and it feels like work and it feels not fun and you're not excited to go on dates and you're not excited to meet new people, there's something happening deeper within that needs to be addressed before you try dating again. Going back to the main point of this podcast being that you need to make sure that two things are happening when you're dating. You know your standards, you know your expectations, especially if you're someone, like I said, looking for a long-term relationship. And B, you need to make sure you're there with yourself. That person that you're potentially going to meet needs to be the icing on your cake, not the cake. (laughs) I don't know what's with the food metaphors today, but they're alive and well. Now I wanna talk about history, dating history, getting over an ex, letting go, closure. Getting over an ex-partner is heavy and it's hard that person most often especially if it was a healthy relationship that person becomes so much a part of who you are I don't think that there is a way to detach from that because you want that you want that person to become a part of your identity you know and when you get married that person literally does if you take their last name you embody qualities of that person because you spend so much time with them and you love them that you know the best parts of them often can become the best parts of who you are and that's beautiful and wonderful but sometimes things change and that person for whatever reason it is might not be a part of your life anymore Getting over, I don't even know if getting over is the right term to use, moving beyond the difficulty of ending a relationship can be a very long, drawn out, very arduous process. And I think the best way to do this 
is honestly going back to step one, reinventing the love you have for yourself, remembering why you love who you are so much, going back to the roots of the relationship that you have with yourself, reminding yourself of who you were before you had that person in your life and calling them back to who you are now. If you don't like the version of yourself who you were before the relationship, that means that you went into a relationship not being the best version of yourself and you didn't follow step one. I've been there. I've done that. I told you guys my first and only actual relationship. I was a mess of a person before and I was an even bigger mess of a person after. And it took me years to work through that because I was young and naive and a child. Now, I think that if I were to get into a relationship and let's say in a year it ended for whatever reason, you know, it's kind of hard to fill in those blanks. I think that the best thing I could do for myself, and honestly, this is the advice I give my friends or clients, you need to spend time remembering why you love yourself so much. My best friend back home recently got out of a very toxic relationship and she has spent the last several months trying to and successfully falling back in love with herself. And it's been such a wonderful and beautiful process to be a part of because I've seen so much growth in her and so much empowerment in who she is that eventually when she is ready to get back into a relationship, she'll be ready and it'll feel good again. And the insecurities that can come with leaving a relationship, specifically if it was toxic, no longer exist. She won't be questioning things or you won't be questioning things. You won't be wondering about things that you used to be insecure about. Healing those parts of yourself, whether you left a healthy relationship or a toxic relationship, baggage always comes with the end, always. You're leaving, you're taking your bags with you, you're getting on the plane, it's up to you to decide whether the plane is full, half empty, or just has a couple pieces of bags on it. We're moving away from the food metaphor. <laughs> I genuinely think that's the best advice anyone can give to anyone about ending a relationship. I think if you're someone who, and I, I know people like this in my life, if you're someone who ends a relationship and immediately gets into another one, I think this is going to be the biggest call out of them all, you have no idea what it's like to love yourself. That sounds really harsh and I'm sorry, but not really. Because if you are jumping from one toxic relationship to the next and asking, why isn't this different? Why does this feel like the last person I was with? What's going on? The answer is not them. It is you, my dear friend, whom I love. It is you. You are the one not putting in the work, not in the relationship, but on yourself. You need to face the music, face the mirror, and ask yourself what's going on much deeper within and address those issues. Jumping from relationship to relationship without going through this middle process is entirely, entirely toxic. And if you allow yourself to do that, you are not turning within in a way that is intentional and mindful. And without doing so, I do believe you will never be in a successful relationship. So if I am calling you out right now, you're nodding your head, you're saying, oh shit, that pretty much sounds like me. It's time to take a break. 
And when I say break, I mean a nice long, probably year long break from dating and put in the work on yourself. You are the most important person in your life. Hear me, people in the back. If you do not love yourself, first and foremost, everything about who you are and everything about who you were in the past, if you do not have compassion for the parts of yourself that aren't doing great right now, and if you don't love the parts of yourself that are doing great right now, and you don't embody all of it together in one big ball of love for yourself, you cannot be happy in a relationship. This is the hardest part to swallow about this concept is that what if the person you meet is that person, does love themselves, and you ruin it because you're not ready to be in that relationship? That's a big pill to swallow. What if you're the one not ready? What if it's not both of you, but you? You haven't done the work, and you step into what has the potential to be the greatest relationship you're ever in, the soulmate, and you're not ready for it. Now, I'll say this about that notion. Being that... The universe has already laid out our lives for us. We know in a different reality what's going to happen. And we talked about this two weeks ago in Quantum Leaping. There are several different realities, multi-universes that exist within our own reality. And you cannot mess up your fate or your destiny. Can you elongate the process? Absolutely. So why not just be ready for the relationship that you're meant to be in when it happens instead of getting in it, screwing it up, and then having to try again however much time passes when you run into that person on the street and decide, hey, I'm ready, let's be in a relationship. You cannot mess up your fate. You cannot mess up your destiny. You can elongate the process. You need to be the person who decides whether or not you're going to do that. So getting over an ex, people asked a lot about letting go of someone. Let me talk about some of the more toxic things that we do specifically to people in this generation. If you get out of a relationship with someone in which you are still very much in love with, I think going cold turkey is honestly the best of the options. You have to stop talking about them, stop thinking about them, completely pull yourself out of all of their social media, and don't ask your friends about them. Don't ask their friends about them. You have to let it go completely. That is utterly hard. I very much so understand that. However, if you are still thinking about the person, if you are still actively letting yourself and pushing your energy towards someone who doesn't want to be in your energy, you are giving away so much of who you are. You are expending energy on someone who no longer deserves it. Letting go of someone is so, 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 so hard especially if it's someone you want to be with who doesn't want to be with you. But the best way to get over that person isn't to go posting on social media of a night out and your first thought is, I hope X sees this and thinks, damn, I fucked up. Because you're expending energy. You're, tra- you're attempting to have a good night for that person to be jealous. Like, wrap your head around that concept. <laughs> and, and believe me, I've done it. We've all done it. <laughs> We've all been there. The best thing you can do, I think this is just, I'm gonna go back to this point every time. Go back to yourself, go back to who you are, love yourself, and if you're gonna post about your night or post about whatever, how hot you look, great, love that, do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. And closure. That was another thing that people asked a lot of questions about. So I did, if you don't know, sorry, I did an Instagram poll 
asking people like what you want to hear on the dating podcast and closure came up a bit and that's really funny because I was recently not in a relationship but um dating someone and it didn't end the way I want which is ironic because how how could something end the way you want and I was talking to Haley the other day we went out and got dinner and I said I really wanted closure now you guys are asking me about closure and honestly I don't know how I feel about it I think there are certain things that we can get closure with relationships romantic or friendship I I don't think it's possible Because what you're looking for isn't actually closure. If the person were to come knock on your door or call you on your phone and say, hey, this is what happened, or just tell you whatever you want to hear, whatever you think you want to hear, I think 99% of the time that's not going to actually give you what you want. Nothing's going to change. You're still going to be hurt or mad or sad or whatever it is. The only way to get over it is to turn within. (laughs) Okay, I think we found the encompassing thought around this uh, podcast, which is the message of intentional living. Ironic, right? I know. I don't really think there is a such thing as closure. And I I think as I was saying that to Haley, I even knew like, why do I even want this? Because if this person in my own life, I'm trying to really think about how I would feel if this person in my life called me and gave me the explanation that I wanted. And then we were just like, oh, let's be friends. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think that would give me anything. Would it make me feel good in the moment? Probably. I just don't think closure is a real thing. I don't know. This might have to be an updated conversation in a year or so because I, I just don't know what to say about the situation. So I've hit kind of the big points I wanted to talk about. Intentional living and dating dating life, you know, standards, etc. And then kind of dating history, getting over your ex, letting someone go, closure. And I got a couple of more fun, random questions from people that I want to answer just as a way to kind of round out this podcast. Now, someone asked me about an ex getting married and how do you deal with that? I think the entire podcast was really answered to that question being that it's hard. It is. Seeing someone you potentially used to love not only loving someone else but making pretty much the ultimate commitment you can make to someone else see I think a toxic notion around dating is that there's this idea that the best revenge you can get on an ex is putting yourself forward and becoming like this badass version of yourself and while I think the concept around that is true the narrative needs to be changed because Like I just said about social media, if you're becoming the baddest, best version of yourself with the underlying message that you're doing it because of an ex, you're not actually doing it. You're just not. If you're doing it to make someone else jealous or tell someone else, hey, you were wrong about me or whatever it is, if the underlying message under this self-improvement journey is you're doing it to for someone else fill in the blank why you're just not actually doing it and you're doing it for reasons that aren't actually going to do the self-improvement so again I think that this all goes back to cutting yourself out of their lives cutting them out of your life and you have to do the work for yourself you have to be the only reason why you're doing this or the goals you have in the future. 
because if you were to wake up and say, my ex broke up with me and now I'm going to become a badass bitch, you start to put in the work and every time you do it, what's the underlying message of that? You're doing it for this person. Not to, it might not be to get this person back, but they're in the reason you're doing this. I think it takes a lot of reprogramming to get yourself out of the notion of doing it for someone else because it's, again, one of those kind of subconscious thoughts like, oh, this person's going to see this Instagram story I just posted and I look so hot and I wonder what they're going to think about it. And it's all very toxic to me. Do I do it? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I am not perfect. (laughs) So again, I think this is going to be another conversation for another day. You know, when when someone you used to love moves forward in a way that hurts, being getting married or getting in another relationship, and honestly what you can do is just, you, you just have to walk away completely. Wash your hands of that person and walk away. And if you wanna become a better version of yourself, you absolutely need to make sure you're doing it for yourself and not for anyone else. Another question I got was, who pays on the first date? Honestly, for me, I always, get my card out. I always think it's appropriate to split. I don't know. Um, I don't really have an opinion on this. I guess that's just what I do. If the guy offers and he seems genuine about it, then sure. Yeah, I am happy to pay, but I always like to make sure I get the next round of drinks or the next time we get dinner or whatever it is. I think everything in a relationship should be reciprocated. And that definitely starts at the beginning of a relationship. I don't know that that needs to apply to everyone. If you have different opinions on the matter, you know, okay. But that's kind of where my head's at with that. And I did get a couple questions about sex. My opinion on sex. I think that this needs to be different for everyone, but take what you will from this podcast as always. My opinion on sex is my same opinion on dating. Sex should be fun. It should be consensual and you should enjoy it. If that means doing it with just one person and being in a relationship, good for you. Have fun, go have sex with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your significant other and enjoy it. Have fun. If you're going out and dating and maybe having a sleeping around phase, do you boo. Do fucking you. No one has the right to judge you for any of that. I very much so believe that. Does it need to be publicized? Absolutely not. Your sex life is private. It's whatever it needs to be for you. And that's kind of, I think, all I need to say on that. And that is it. That is everything. I think I covered it. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was a more fun, casual tone. But dating is really important, especially if you're young and, you know, you're having fun, figuring out what you want in a person and going out and enjoying dating. You guys, it should be fun. That is, I think, definitely the moral of this podcast is that you need to love yourself first and you need to have fun dating. If you're having fun and you're the best version of yourself, then you're doing it right. That's what I've got for you guys today. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, quite a bit more saucy than on other podcasts. But um, this was a highly requested episode, so I'm really glad I got to do it and I haven't really talked a lot about dating before. I hope you guys loved it. I love you all. I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.